Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Autism Stories. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience, and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their insights. If you would like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review as it will help others to learn about autism stories. It's important to me that autism stories is a space that non-speakers can have their voice be heard and their stories shared. And earlier this year, Elizabeth Bonker gave a wonderful commencement speech for Rollins College graduating class. You very well may have seen this as it went viral. It was featured on the national news here in the United States and so many other media platforms. You know, Elizabeth discussed in this speech how she was one of the lucky few non-speakers who had been taught to type. And that one critical intervention unlocked her mind from its silent cage, enabling her to communicate and be educated like her hero, Helen Keller. So I'm thrilled to have Elizabeth join me here on Autism Stories to discuss her commencement speech and the development of her nonprofit that is empowering non-speakers to live meaningful lives. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining me. And I wanted to start off and learn, where does your story in the autistic community begin? I could speak and then suddenly lost all my words at 15 months old. I was diagnosed with autism when I was two and a half years old at Yale Medical School. My older brother and I were diagnosed on the same day. Today, I am 24 years old and trying to help non-speakers in our community have a voice. Now, earlier this year, you gave a valedictorian speech as you graduated from Rollins College. And this uh, speech went viral with, I believe, 4 billion impressions worldwide, which is, you know, amazing. Now, during the speech, you talked about how there are 31 million non-speakers with autism, and how you're one of the lucky few who have been taught to type. This is such an important right as it certainly can be thought of as a civil rights issue, being denied access to communication. So what do you see as some of the biggest obstacles in supporting non-speakers to communicate? Doug, you are right. This is a civil rights issue. The Americans with Disabilities Act guarantees effective communication for all, and yet students are routinely denied access in our schools. Instead of being mainstreamed, non-speaking students are kept in special education classes with no way to show how smart they are. In the summer of 2019, you spent time on Capitol Hill advocating for non-speakers, in which you talked with them about one critical issue, which is GED access. Now, Pearson Corporation routinely denies the accommodation of typers needed to take the GED and receive a high school equivalency diploma. 
What was your message to the Pearson Corporation in order for non-speaking autistics to be given these essential accommodations? Many non-speakers learn to type outside of school for reasons we just discussed, so they need to get a high school diploma by taking an exam such as the GED. My message to Pearson Corporation was that the Justice Department was clear on how people with disabilities must be given the accommodations recommended by a qualified professional. Some people with autism who type to communicate require a communication partner to access their communication device. Pearson has assured us they now understand the issue and we expect them to follow the law. Now, I've talked with non-speakers who yearn to go to college, but there may be so many barriers preventing this from happening. So as a college graduate, what would be your advice to other non-speakers who do want to go to college? Find a college that is right for you and apply. You are not required to disclose your disability. I did disclose mine because I wanted to discuss my advocacy work in my application. After you get admitted, make an appointment with the college's accessible education office and go with answers to the issues you identify. You may want to have a family member and your communication partner with you to fully discuss how you will be successful. Emphasize how your communication partner's job is to take care of your needs so the professor can focus on teaching. I don't know if there's anything more important than autonomy. And I'm wondering about that in terms of your college experience at Rollins, as it was a liberal arts program that allowed you to take courses across disciplines. How important was that aspect in the process of you eventually becoming a valedictorian? How important was that autonomy? I majored in social innovation, an interdisciplinary program at Rollins College. I took classes in economics, sociology, political science, statistics, and English to be a more effective advocate. It was just the right program for me. In the short time since you've graduated college, you founded and become the executive director for your own organization, Communication for All. So the mission of Communication for All is to ensure communication that's available to all non-speakers with autism. What is the plan on how your organization executes this mission in the early stages of your organization? What's been the plan for your organization in executing your mission in the first year or so? Communication for All is blessed to be working with many wonderful partners to accomplish our mission. You can find them on our website. After the commencement address went viral, major corporations and non-profit organizations reached out to me to see how they could help. We are working on some exciting global initiatives, so please stay connected to us by following Communication for All on social media. I'm the founder of an organization myself, so I always love to talk with other founders. And I'd love to know what are some of the most important responsibilities specifically that you focus on as executive director in carrying out the mission of communication for all. I am focused on setting our strategic plan with our board of directors. There is so much work that needs to be done to gain communication for the estimated 31 million human beings who are locked in a silent cage. 
I want to make sure we focus on the initiatives that will help the greatest number of non-speakers to learn to type so they may live full lives. And then lastly, how can people learn about the important work of communication for all? Please visit our website, which is communicationforall.org, and follow us on social media. We need allies to support our mission for communication equality. Thanks so much to Elizabeth for the conversation. To learn more about Elizabeth and Communication for All, please check out the link in the podcast description of this episode. So this is the part of the episode where I'm going to tell you a little bit about Autism Personal Coach. Did you know that Autism Personal Coach provides extraordinary support to live a self-sufficient and purpose-driven life through our customized coaching? If this is something that you're interested in learning more about, please visit autismpersonalcoach.com for more information. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autism Stories, and if you did, if you could tell a friend, foe, or anyone you know about it so they could have the same enjoyable and educational experience as you when listening to Autism Stories, it would be very much appreciated. Until next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.